Oh dear. All right, here we go. Welcome to Oh Dear, presented by Bose Bar and Stage. Back here at Communal Creative Studios by Bose, pumping out episode 16, which is sponsored by Andrew Russell and Associates. You hear about him all the time. Tonight, you get to hear from him. He's going to join us in just a little bit. I'm Ted Emmett. Happy to be back with you once again, surrounded by all these wonderful people I get to call my friends. And there's no uh, there's no punchline to that. I mean it. Are we supposed to say something now or yeah, I'm, well, I'm I was kind of hoping the, you'd be speechless. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of am actually. Yeah. No, no, just wait for it. He's got something else to say. No, actually these jokes aren't very good because I was kind of tired when I wrote these, but it is officially fall according to the celestial calendar. And I don't know if that's right or not. I just made that up because it sounded right. Uh, it's only fitting that right across from me and with a fresh haircut, no less, is pretty much a human jack-o'-lantern because he has a big head. Dustin Moore, how's it going? <laughs> That would have been a really funny joke in like, I don't know, when I was 15 and had just terrible teeth too. <laughs> you did have a cheese grater yeah, in your mouth. Yeah, for sure I then, did. Yeah. I, I'm great. Uh, we're back in the studio. It felt like a quick kind of two-week turnaround because we took the whole summer off, but I'm pumped. Again, drinking a troubled tea and a troubled monk. Couldn't be happier to be here with you boys. And a man who at least dresses like he's pumped. Oh, this is a terrible joke. Okay, Kevin Walsh, how's it going? <laughs> I didn't even write that joke right. You get off. You get off this time. All right. Yeah, great to be back here. Uh, like Dustin said, it seems like it's just yesterday that we were here. So uh, starting to call this place home. It's great. And last but not least. Let me cut you off right there, Teddy. I'm, I'm happy to be here and uh, I wouldn't miss it for the world. You know, that's funny. I All I said was last but not least, Ryan Lund, because... I don't want to start off on the wrong foot with you. I, I want this to go well. I want everyone to have fun and I, I want you to have fun. So how's it going? Well, Ted, it's too late. You're in for a long night, buddy. <laughs> can I can I just butt in one more time here just to go back? I got to give credit to my wife for that game last week. It was her idea and she listened oh, to the I podcast. Know. Oh my oh. God. The brown nosing begins and we're not no, even... I was, no, I was wondering because... No, I got to give her credit because she listened to the podcast and she was like, there's a perfect time at the end of, end of the last episode to give me credit for the game when Lundy gives you full credit. And I think I just took it straight. Oh, yeah. yeah, you did. You so didn't Ash, mention her your name great once. great game. I told you I'd pump you up in this episode, so there you go. I knew it after five years of editing your writing. I was like, oh, he did a really good job, but maybe he's just blossoming. Nope. No, he's bulging. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that all day. Yeah. I don't know if that was supposed to be a bad thing or not, but okay. Yeah. And uh, okay. that's a weird time to transition to our friend on the couch over here, coworker Aaron. Working those phone lines for us, making us three ninety nine a minute. Uh, welcome back again, guys. That means another podcast, a couple in a row where no one else has to do ad reads. So congratulations. It's going to be a good night. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me again. You're welcome, Erin. And can I just say, you're just absolutely blossoming tonight. <laughs> My goodness. Thank you, Lon. You're welcome. <laughs> Quit hitting the table. <laughs> That was a complete accident. I'm usually pretty good with my <laughs> with my table manners. Yeah, they're okay. And of course, we can't kick off a show without thanking our pals Ryan and Riley from Communal Creative Studios by Bose. Here again, late on a weeknight. Uh, I don't feel as bad because I think you guys look like you're playing like some Call of Duty back there or something like that. Really watching those audio levels hard for us. So, uh, uh, but they really doing doing their best to make us sound good, which is not easy. And we always have something nice to say about Bose, and we even have a story to follow this one because. Just this past weekend, we had our annual Chubbs catered dinner where Bose comes in, caters a really nice dinner for 10 to 15 of us, brings all the drinks, and uh, yeah, we, we got to do it this time outside, so a little bit different experience, but it was really nice to get together again and uh, have some fun, and thank you again to Bose. They always do such a great job of putting that together for us. 
That's such a cool event that I think our whole group that organizes the Chubs looks forward to. And, you know, we, we do a little loser pool draw to raise some money for, for charities and, and some of the guys who spend their or get the most pools and get to come to that dinner too. And it's a little bit of appreciation for them for all the work they're doing to raise money for charities. So Brennan and Bose did a bang up job and, and got us all banged up. Well, I don't think it, was, it wasn't Bose who got us banged up. It was a bartender we brought in. Percy. I would <laughs> never overserve anyone because I took my AGLC pro serve and I followed the rules. Actually, it's true. It's after you left that things got out of control. Yeah, I so. might have overserved a little. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was, well, yeah, who was our bartender? Like Percy. Percy Speedwell, oh, my yeah. night name, but you can call me Percy. I think it's actually the name of a weed, like a noxious weed, but oh. <laughs> I find it so delightful. I think it's a perfect night name. Yeah, it's, I was I was an awesome night, Percy. Uh, you you made the meanest old fashions this this uh, this rootin' tootin' fella has ever drank. <laughs> so so cheers to you, and I hope to see you again there next year. Absolutely. You know, I have to say, I think it took a while for everybody to realize that uh, the drinks came pre-mixed. Bose did all of the work, and I was literally just pouring them out of a bottle into a glass. But I did get a lot of compliments until the the jig was up, and everybody learned my secret. I honestly didn't know you weren't making the drinks till like three hours <laughs> into the night. Because every time you handed me one, you're like, oh, watch out. I made this one a little strong. <laughs> you, you were legit taking credit for the drinks for the first few hours. Yes, of course. <laughs> It had me fooled, so, yeah. so kudos. And it kept everybody sitting down. If you thought you had to mix it yourself, so no, yeah, I didn't get my, I didn't get my steps in that night. But and, and Aaron, like honestly, Aaron, we appreciate you coming. It was probably a different experience for you and see some of us in a little different light. I will say it's a different experience to be part of a boys' night like that. But I really enjoyed it. And I have to say, I think that, I mean, I know you, uh, Ted, so well and, and Dustin as well, but getting to meet a lot of your friends, I think the true measure of people, you can really judge them by who their friends are. Uh oh, <laughs> I don't like where this is yeah. going. I, Aaron, I'm so sorry. I I am so sorry for what you had to put up with that no, night. It was a wonderful night and everyone was so lovely and I had an absolute blast. And thanks for the peek behind the curtain of a of a Chubbs boys night. <laughs> that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the perfect way to put it. And you got to finally meet Andrew and now he, yeah. he's your couch buddy now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's just just hanging out, waiting for his big moment, his big interview. Yeah, absolutely. Wait. And to hear his uh, ad read. Make Andrew, sure why don't you right. give the podcast a little wave? Yeah, you can say hi, Andrew. Hey, guys. How's it going? <laughs> All right, we'll <laughs> talk to you in a bit, Andrew. <laughs> I got to ask, in your head, you? so I got to ask, in your head, does everyone sound like Mickey Mouse? Because listen to the last episode, Dustin's impression of every single person ever, when he quotes someone, it's just, oh, hey, I'm Dustin doing an impression of someone. <laughs> And you're you're Mickey Mouse, like you guys kind of, and I like it, like it's it's dependable. I feel like a Mickey Mouse impression isn't in, insulting at all, so I feel like it <laughs> it suits everybody. He's a timeless character. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think to close up our night though at Bose, like huge thanks to Dustin, the AGM there at Bose for delivering the food. That was fantastic. Steak poppers, if you ever if you never had them at Bose, they're unbelievable. And uh, we got to break in the Odier fire pit the first time. So Kev, that was your that was your doing. You got that made for Lundy and. It was it was awesome, and Andrew really tested it. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I had a full wood pile at the beginning beginning <laughs> of the night, and I've got like twelve pieces of wood left. 
So <laughs> thanks a lot for spending hundred bucks of my uh, my wood pile, Andrew. Just trying to get my sponsorship money, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you drink all night, your wood goes away. That's what happens. <laughs> hey oh <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you around next time. And yeah, Dusty, you're right. Thank you to Bose. You know, it's always an awesome experience. And they re- if you ever want to do that, like they do the catering, they come to your house, they take care of a lot. And uh, you know, normally too, they do they send a bartender and this year we offered to just make things easier on them with all the kind of transition and stuff that they're going through right now so yeah we really appreciate it both thank you can't wait to do it again because that was actually the last thing we ever did before the world went into lockdown like that that last night w- was a bose dinner too so it kind of felt nice to to finally do that again well no so it's like an omen of things to come yeah we did it two years ago before lockdown now we're doing it i mean it is true it was two days before the all that came in but we we won't talk about that at least not right now and before we go into the glad game i just want to say you know we're right after an election i think everyone here voted good job to everyone who did vote just want to tell a quick story because i went near the end of the night last night like i couldn't get there till seven polls close at 7 30 and i don't know what it was but my one polling station was so backed up so i ended up waiting for like 45 minutes even after the poll like they stopped letting people in and there's probably about 50 people waiting there with me so to all my 178 friends out there Good job for waiting 45 minutes to vote because at that point in the night, it's really easy to say, oh, well, I'm just one vote, whatever. I'm not waiting this, go home. So so I just had to throw that in. I guess that could have been in the glad game, but uh, just a a kind of a a nice story because there's not a lot of nice stories out there. And don't forget to vote again on October 18th. Correct. Are we are we doing the Glad game right now, Ted? Yes. Okay. The Glad game is brought to you by DNA Plumbing and Heating. Don't get caught in the cold this winter. Call DNA now to get those furnaces tuned up and ready for winter. But if you don't, DNA offers 24-7 service for all of your plumbing and heating needs. Visit dnaplumbing.ca or call them at 403-877-4461. And so before we get into the Glad game, just a shout out to Mike Dempster because we didn't thank at the live show we kind of brought him up and we played what I thought was a really fun game. We played Would You Rather and Aaron wrote it for us. It was great, but it wasn't really a live show game as much as it would have been a good podcast game. But thank you to Mike for coming up and uh, kind of threw him to the wolves a little bit on that one, but just wanted to, to say a thank you because we missed that one last time. And hopefully he still had fun because it, it gets a little intimidating up there with all the noise. So with that, again, I told you guys this too, the Glad Game's going to have a, a little bit different look this time because we just want to direct some positive energy back into the world, you know, into a specific direction because there is a lot of missed directed anger out there right now. Small businesses, Kevin, I don't know if you're you're getting it at all, but small businesses, healthcare workers, hospitals, schools, like the list goes on and on. I understand people are angry and there's a lot going on right now, but I think it, and it, we're not going to scold those people. We're just going to say a big thank you. First of all, the big one for me is small businesses. Most people understand that they are not making a decision, trying to segregate people. They're trying to make a decision that was thrown on them, a hard decision either way to make them look like the bad guy. And they got to do what's best for their business. So to all the, the, especially restaurants, any small businesses out there, we appreciate you. Thank you. And uh, yeah, don't, don't let the man get you down. What's that from? School of Rock. <laughs> Sorry. Squirrel. Uh, Jack Black. Yeah, I'm sure Jack Jack Black would reiterate what you, you just said, Ted. I would uh, I would like to build on that and, and not just small business, not just small businesses, but all the teachers out there. Uh, obviously, it's back to school time right now. 
um, or right in the midst of a fourth wave. They've really had to to adjust kind of day by day with the the new rules that have been coming out. Um, and the, the, every school board's kind of got their own different rules. So um, they've been they've had to be really adaptable. Um, hopefully, they don't have to do a lot of um, online learning again. Last year, I know that was that was kind of a nightmare for a lot of them, just going back and forth. So so shout out to all my friends that are teachers, to my to my mom that's a principal, and um, my aunt who also works in the school division. So uh, you guys are you guys are heroes right now, and and keep it up. Well, we we covered small business. We've now covered teachers. I think probably the most important one for Alberta right now in the crisis we're in is healthcare workers. Any emergency, you know, the EMS, the paramedics. Nurses, emergency room, ICU, everyone who's, you know, working in that capacity, long hours, tons of visits they're getting, not just COVID, but other people who are coming into the hospitals. So we just wanted to salute you and and say, great job. Keep going. I know things are tiring right now and hopefully get out of this sooner than later and uh, we can get, get you a little bit of a break, but really appreciate everything you're doing and we know your duty and when you signed up for it, you wanted to keep everyone alive and you've done a great job so far, even though we've seen some numbers decline a little bit in the last little bit, but uh, stay positive and you're doing a great job. So as a small business owner myself, uh, Ted, to your question, thankfully at Rob Ray, we haven't really received too much uh, backlash or anything like that, but just wanted to go a step further. And and I think the restaurant industry uh, as a whole in, in Alberta is really taking a beating very unnecessarily and they really don't deserve this. And, you know, you're seeing a lot of stories out there of people calling and just cussing out the restaurant managers or whoever happens to answer the phone, uh, getting fed up about the vaccine passport stuff, uh, you know, masking, which I mean, everywhere has to mask, like get over it, people. It's just, we're living with it. So just deal with it. But really thinking of those people, I mean, it's really frustrating to see all just the negative stuff coming out of a very small part of the population when all these restaurants are doing is just trying to survive. Like, what do you want them to do? Do you just want them to shut down or have outdoor dining when it's September in Alberta? Like, come on, people, give your head a shake. They're trying to employ other people. And and I really commend, I think there's a ton of, of restaurant owners in Red Deer and Central Alberta that they really, really care about their employees. Like, the last thing they want to do is have to lay off someone because of something that's totally out of their control. So, of course, they're going to be open under whatever rules they need to just to keep their staff employed, if nothing else, and keep the lights on. And I just find it absolutely disgusting that people are acting the way they are. You know, I guess that's a sign of the times with social media and internet and just overall immaturity. And I know it's been going on a long time with this COVID crap, but you know, let's just get back to being decent people and respect one another and realize that everyone's doing the best they can. So um, maybe a bit of a rant there, but a big shout out to just all our restaurant owners and workers um, putting up with whatever you have to do on a daily basis and staying open because we have a lot of great restaurants in Central Alberta. So glad you guys are able to stay open. And I think just to maybe close off the Glad game, if I'm able to support restaurants where you can, when you can. If, if you're able to go out and you're comfortable going out to restaurants or doing takeout, support these people who are trying to just survive right now. When you see teachers, healthcare workers, or anyone who's working in emergency services, just appreciate them. Say hi. Talk to them for five minutes. Ask them how they're doing. In an era where mental health is such a big thing right now, we need to be checking in with people we care about. So if you have people in your life where they're working in those uh, industries, just check in with them and, and let's get through this damn thing sooner than later so we can get back to normal. Yeah, I like what you said there, Dustin, because it is, we could sit here and say to that small percentage of the population that's out there, just really, let's call it misbehaving because that's what it is. And they're not going to listen to the four of us, but 
if you're not part of that population, like Dustin said, do what you can, like support small business. I mean, I won a great bet thanks to Washington and uh, the New York Giants for for hitting the over. And I went right away and, and spent that money on small businesses. And I'm wearing a very nice pair of pants right now. For, Thank you. Yeah, they're from Kevin. <laughs> Thank you, from, Washington. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but really just... Keep it kind of in your mind because, yeah, I, I really want to go off on a tangent and maybe we can get into some real talk because, you know, I, I didn't want to have a hot take. But at the end of the day, if you're seeing that negativity online and and you're thinking, OK, that's that's awful. You know, we have so many friends through this podcast and just real life that are really taking it on the chin right now on social media because it's so easy to. And and I will say from my I guess professional opinion, don't comment on, like, don't reply to these people on social media either. Don't reply to anyone on social media either or anything like that. Like, don't support them that way because then you're just going to get in an argument and you're giving the, the complainer what they want. But yeah, just show some love. I saw some good suggestions. You know, I think a lot of this vocal minority of people uh, that are just angry about everything, like they're going on and just leaving, you know, one-star Google reviews and stuff. So if you're seeing that, like flag it because you can report it to Google or whoever and saying this really has nothing to do with the business itself. It's not a legit review. And uh, and if that happens and hopefully they look at it, that'll get removed. But then when you're there, like leave a great review. If you've been to that business and had a good experience, like don't lie or anything, but you know, give your honest feedback. There's kind of that old adage where a lot of people will only say something if it's negative. And we really need to change that in society, especially with online and more of this review-based kind of system that we've kind of fallen into that, uh, yeah, like I say, spread the love and and leave your own good comments. E-L-E, everybody love everybody. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's a nice take, but I would say smarten up, get vaccinated, wear a mask, stop posting misinformation online, don't be a bumble butt. Like PSA, do the right thing here. You can send your complaints to Aaron Zatilni at... <laughs> No, I'll take them. Uh, you know what? And you know, I, I do want to go on this tangent now because because we're going, I think, honestly, get vaccinated. Don't get vaccinated. I'm not going to get into that debate. Your choice is your choice, but accept the consequences of your choice like this. It's a it's a vaccine passport like Kenny cannot pull the wool over my eyes. It's a vaccine passport that here's a hot take. A hundred percent left it editable on purpose. There's no way. But anyways, we're not going into that because I'm going to have the government knocking on Lund's door one night and then, then we will leave some shoes out and, and invite them right in. But <laughs> yeah, we got them right where we want them. To. But it, it's, it's not like a, home alone. Yeah. It's not, it's not <laughs> segregate. Like look up the meaning of segregation or, you know, a lot of these words that are being thrown out there. And there are probably a lot of people out there who are offended by the way that's being used right now. It's a rule. Do you think I wouldn't love to go into Bose wearing no shirt and no shoes? Like, that'd be great. But that rule is in place for the safety of other people. And so is this restriction exemption program. Yeah, like like uh, Aaron said, get over it, Bumblebutts. <laughs> and uh, couldn't couldn't have put it better myself, Aaron. So I'm going to start telling all my friends that. I just want to know if, if Lundy knows how many times he's been in Bose without a shirt and without <laughs> shoes. Uh, so uh, the answer is more than one. <laughs> But every time, and the staff at Bose have been really, really good. Every time I'm without a shirt, they they provide me with another shirt to put on. So uh, cheers to the staff there for being so supportive of me and my body and my choices. 
And <laughs> I will also keep going there, spending my money and... Uh, Taking your shirt off. <laughs> well, no, I think I'm past that now, but... Uh, As of three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I've learned a I've lot moved since on last to three pants. weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully I have, they have some free pants to give me next time. You have, you've been doing your squats, so it would be a good time to make that switch. Yeah, uh, yeah, so... Well, I don't know if this is maybe later in the episode, Can we? but let's go back to our last podcast when we talked about the live show and how Lundy threw his shirt in the crowd. We we actually have video <laughs> evidence of Lundy taking his shirt off at the back of the stage and me grabbing his shirt and throwing it in the crowd. So I owe Lundy an apology for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah thanks, man. I mean, we, we were all under the assumption that I did it and you didn't correct me at all, even though you knew you I don't think it. he knew. Oh, yeah, no, I didn't he know. didn't remember. He didn't I, was, remember. I was riding high oh, yeah. on adrenaline that night. Yeah, adrenaline. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so was Lund. Yeah. Is that is that the brand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just when I saw that video, I haven't laughed that hard in so it long. Was, yeah, it was. That was a good Friday afternoon treat watch, yeah. watching that video. So yeah, leave it to London to derail the start of a serious conversation. But I think it's good because we could have really gone on a tangent. Bottom line: get vaccinated, bumble butts. Don't be a donkey. Just be nice. You know what? It's okay to be angry, but be angry at the right people. That's where do you make a difference at the polls, which maybe people did. Maybe they didn't. They're going to have their chances to do it again. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I think uh, I think Andrew's got something to tell us about about COVID when, when we talk to him later today. <laughs> yeah. So stay tuned. Well, Andrew has been waiting patiently on the couch there. I don't know. He's Googling something. I think he's, Goog there. I yeah. think he's Googling what is real estate. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope I, I hope he's got some answers for us because I don't know. And this is going to be nice because after the interview, we don't have to pretend like we it already happened because like, it will already happen. So here we go, our interview with Andrew Russell. All right. Well, we are here with the man, the myth, the legend. And I don't know, maybe tell us if Lundy sent you or not, but Andrew Russell of Andrew Russell and Associates. Uh, you know what? You've been, been asking about coming in here, coming in the studio and you're here. So welcome. Thanks. It was nice for you to invite me after nine and a half months. Hey, we had you at 10, so you're early. But uh, yeah, thanks for being here. Now, we've done a, a troubled tea time with you before, and, and we thought that was pretty fun. We learned some stuff. So we're going to do a little bit of an expansion on that as well. So first off, uh, just tell everyone a little bit about your background in, in real estate and you know how long you've been in the community here now. I have lived in Red Deer my whole life. Uh, I've been selling real estate for just over 15 years. I'm a second-gen realtor, uh, meaning my dad started in the business back in 79. Uh, Dale, what a legend. Reasonably well-known guy. Uh, that's it. There's nothing else. That's it. All right, good. Quick and easy. Uh, so I'm going to start off right away with a story because now you've been 14, 15 episodes. You've been a, a partner of the podcast and you finally got recognized uh, this past weekend. Or not recognized for the podcast, not for your handsome face on the bus benches. Yeah, so we were doing a uh, private client event out at the Cray Family Farm, and a guy walks up to me that I didn't recognize, and he goes, "Are you? Are you Andrew?" And I said, "Yeah." And he goes, uh, "He goes, yeah, I'm not a client, but uh, he goes, I listen to the Oh Dear podcast." And I was like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. Like it's uh, you know, it's good to meet always good to meet a listener and a fan. And anyway, so he was chatting away about the podcast and then uh, he's like, Well, he goes, I'll let you get back to your uh to your event here and tell him Lundy sent you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's working. All right. So I'm I'm sure he'll be listening to this. So shout out to you guy at the corn maze. That might be that's your yeah. first time being recognized too, Lundy. Wow, I've been recognized like two or three times now. I mean, it's usually at the grocery store and it's usually like, hey, did you almost hit me with your car? But 
<laughs> that was a bad joke. No, it was, it was a bad joke, and it's staying in. Yeah. Everyone, Ryan Lund is human. Sometimes he's not funny. Oh, I well, okay. Thanks a lot, Ted. I thought we were being nice today. Yeah, I called you a human. Anyways. <laughs> I'd like to go back to me and Andrew's first time meeting, actually, if we could. I'd, I'd like to hear the story, Ted. I don't know what he's talking about, so. The first time I met Andrew is in Novice B Jaguar Jackets. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of my story. I, you're wrong. That was actually Adam. Oh, Adam. Oh, we're Darn 0 it. for 2 on stories right <laughs> off the It hop. was first year Adam. Now that you mention it, because about, well, at the start of COVID, before the lockdowns, I was at my parents' place and mom pulls out this box of my childhood photos. And sure enough, all my old hockey pictures are in there. And uh, I posted a bunch of them on Facebook and tagged a bunch of guys, just guys you hadn't seen or guys you'd totally forgotten about. And uh, I actually forgot that Moore was on my team that year because he was, he was awful. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but uh, it sounds like you got better. I got a little bit better. And and look at me, look at us now. We're playing beer leagues together. We both ended up in the exact same position. <laughs> you, you went a little bit further than me. But when you know you were on the ice, I saw a picture. You were on the ice this weekend too. I think you were uh, maybe a half-assed referee or something like that, or a half-assed coach. No, I was uh, I was running pre-tryout skates for, for Red Deer minor hockey. I, I do quite a bit of uh, coaching and stuff with minor hockey. So a man of the community as well. So let's go into talking about real estate. It's been a, a weird year and a half or so. What have you seen, Andrew? Like, has the market been the same, worse, better uh, through, I guess we're a year and a half into COVID now? So COVID has actually been really good for the real estate market. So um, you're the guy. Is this like all a, a real estate scam? Yes. That I, originated in China? I yeah. created COVID. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's working all right yeah uh, we got it on tape alberta's market needed a boost so man, man fauci's looking for you they've been trying to find that <laughs> that leak fauci i guess it wasn't the lab leak in china after all all right you hear heard it here first folks so yeah the when schools got shut down when this all initially started happening i i really didn't pay too much attention to it because you know we've had outbreaks not to this level obviously but we we had heard rumblings of you know h1n1 and stuff like that and i wasn't paying too much attention to it thinking oh this isn't going to go anywhere and then i think it was march 15th they shut schools down and i was like oh okay this is this is about to get serious and it was a little bit panicky for us um just because we had no idea what was coming business wise i think it's probably the same for a lot of business owners you know suddenly you're sitting there going oh man this could be this could be a really lean, you know, six months or a year, or we just, we don't know. And and I was thinking like, you know, people are going to get laid off from work and people are going to be working. They're going to be hoarding their money. And sure enough, it, it ended up being the complete and total opposite. Um, a lot of people stayed employed. Uh, suddenly they had nowhere to spend their money. They had nothing to do. They were stuck in their houses, which they started realizing they didn't like. So in April of 2020, the sales in Red Deer were down just over 50%. Uh, so it was a slower month. We were still selling property. We had people that still needed to move. So stuff was still happening. There was obviously COVID protocols in place with showings and all that kind of thing. Uh, May improved a little bit. Sales were still down 42% from the year before. And so just for the record, like 2019 was not a year to write home about for real estate in Red Deer. So then suddenly like June 1st, it was like somebody flicked the light switch and the market took off. And I actually ended up having like one of the busiest months that I've ever had in 15 years. Uh, we were sitting on all this inventory, all these listings that we had uh, that weren't really moving. And then suddenly like everybody came out of the woodworks and everybody was buying it up. And so part of that uh, was that the interest rates had gotten really good, but a lot of it honestly was COVID boredom. This year, uh, the same thing happened again, early spring. We we were kind of expecting it to be a like a reasonably stable year, similar to kind of what we had seen in the summer of last year, which the market actually started improving. 
February of this year, same thing. Somebody flicked the light switch and the market took off. And we've had, like, it's it's just been an absolutely crazy kind of eight, eight, nine months now. Um, things are calming down now. But yeah, COVID ended up being really good for the real estate market. And it was actually, you know, a nice change of pace for Red Deer because we've had a down market for the last six years. I know you're talking Red Deer, but how are we in comparison to like other big cities in Alberta or even Western Canada? Are we fairly consistent with those other big cities in, in regards to moving houses? No. Um, BC has uh, seen drastically more increase than we have. Uh, Ontario, same thing. And basically, it seems like those are kind of the two hottest markets. Calgary uh, saw more increase than Red Deer did, largely because um, we just were losing population to Calgary. There's a lot of uh, businesses that were consolidating smaller locations, were centralizing all their employees in one spot. And so probably... I'd say the last year and a half, I've lost more clients to moving out of town, primarily to Calgary, some to Edmonton, but mostly it's been to Calgary uh, or BC. I've had a ton of clients that um, are retiring and they're moving out to the island. And a lot of uh, people now can work remotely. So we're seeing it shift where people are going, well, if I can work remotely, I can hold my job. I'm going to move to somewhere with, you know, a nicer climate or a nicer city or whatever. And of course, when that happens, it starts driving the prices up, right? In Vancouver, in uh, Victoria, anywhere on the island, like they were getting, I think in Toronto as well, like they're getting 30, 40 offers on properties. Stuff is selling like two, three, four hundred thousand dollars over ask. Um, we haven't seen any of that. Like in the prime of our spring market, we were getting to, you know, we'd get two, three offers on a property and it might sell at list or, you know, a little bit over list for the most part. And we're still seeing a little bit of that. It's calmed down now just because I think people kind of started to see an end in sight. Like on July 1st, uh, when when all the restrictions came out, um, everything slowed down a little bit for us. And obviously it was because things opened back up. People could go out, they could do stuff, uh, they could travel again. So people were taking their summer holidays and we totally expected that. Like we saw that coming um, and it's starting to pick up again now. So I think long term, the real estate market is probably in good shape because people see a turn in the economy and COVID will change uh, the layout of the workplace a little bit too, because now we're back into you know work at home orders. Right. So people are spending a lot more time in their homes now and they're realizing, oh, hey, uh, maybe we should live somewhere that we want to live. So we haven't seen that same draw just because we don't have the population increase happening. Right. A lot of Albertans are moving to BC or they're moving other places for work or whatever. Uh, and we're just we're not seeing that same level of increase. Just for the record, I really like where I live. Hey, just speaking about uh, prices, do you have any one bedroom units that Ted could move into? So. Your question actually uh, reminds me of one of my my favorite stories in the 15 years I've been in the industry. So there is an agent in town uh, who listed a property for $7,800. This was, uh, it was in a mobile home park, but uh, $7,800. And the opening title uh, on the listing description was, the poor house is better than no house. I don't even think I could afford that place. (laughs) Like that was on the listing? (laughs) That was on the listing. Was there a description on the listing or was that that No, that was the description on the listing was the poor house is better than no house. Honesty is the best policy, I guess, right? And hey, it's sold. It's sold. Somebody went and fixed it up. It's good fixer-upper opportunity for a flipper. So you've talked about how the real estate market's been really hot in the last, you know, year or, or pockets of it. Is that just due to the the volume of houses that are selling or like, is it a buyer's market? Is it a seller's market? Is it pretty even? What's that kind of been looking like lately? 
Red Deer primarily has been um, mostly balanced, kind of the higher end of a balanced market. Um, balanced is basically, it's kind of in the middle, doesn't necessarily favor buyers or sellers. It's just kind of a nice even keel market. And so we've had pockets of the market where it's been pushing seller's market territory or it's been into seller's market territory. And so the, there's been an interesting split. And again, it's COVID related, but single family properties are at a premium right now. So single family detached houses, it's the hottest category by a mile. Duplexes, townhouses uh, haven't seen the same level of interest or increase. Acreages have suddenly taken off. Uh, the acreage market prior to basically this year and last year was really slow. And, you know, you go back to the oil boom days of 2014, even 2015, and acreages were hot commodity. People had the money to spend. They needed room for their toys and their trailers and all that kind of stuff. When the oil market crashed, uh, a lot of that went away. People weren't spending the money on acreages. And then suddenly COVID hits, everybody wanted more space. They wanted to be further away from people. And so it had a mass adverse effect on apartment condos. Suddenly people don't want to share space. They don't want to share hallways. They don't want to share mail areas and, and ventilation common areas. systems, all of that stuff. So yeah, COVID, COVID has actually shifted the market where single family properties are now at a premium as well as acreages being at a premium. The demand for acreages is still really high. And there's actually, a, there is a shortage of good inventory there. So if you, if you have an acreage that you've been trying to sell or wanting to sell now is probably a really good time to do it. Does Teasdale Drive qualify as an acreage? Yeah, well, yeah, like one acre minus 0.8 acres. <laughs> <laughs> that's not bad. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. bad. <laughs> um, I'm going to steal a question, actually. I don't know if Dustin or Lund asked it in our tea time, but it was a good one. If you're selling your house or looking to sell your house, what are some things you can do to, A, help it sell quicker and maybe increase the value? I know there's a couple couple even small things you can do. That's a very good question. Um, it's amazing how many people just want to throw their houses up without prepping them for sale at all, which has a massive, massive uh, effect on saleability because you don't, you don't live in your house the same way you're going to show your house, right? When you are prepping a property for sale, you want to make it as appealing to a buyer as absolutely possible. And so ultimately, if there's a problem in your house that you don't want to deal with, chances are the buyers don't want to deal with it either. So sometimes spending money uh, will actually net you money back. And I, I do get that question frequently where people are afraid to you know go in and replace flooring or anything like that. The way the banks are now, um, you know, you go back to, you know, 14 or 07 when the market was really good, the economy was really good. Banks would throw money at you. If you wanted a line of credit, if you could fog a mirror, they'd give you a line of credit. They didn't care. Banks don't do that anymore. Now they want a blood sample and a retina scan uh, and your financial history for the last 25 years before they'll give you anything. Oh, Lundy, I'm not going to pass any of those things. Yeah, yeah. Your blood sample is not going to be too too nice. <laughs> it's so much harder for buyers to come across that money now that uh, for them, most of the time, they're just scraping together their 5% down payment. So they don't want to come in and spend twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 renovating. So they will pay more of a premium for a good property that they can move into without having to do any renovations uh, because they can just mortgage everything and then there's no additional payment. There's no additional headache. They don't have to go through the work. And for a lot of people, they just, they don't even know where to, who to call or where to start when it comes to renoing properties. So doing things like touching up your paint, right? Fixing the little nicks and dings in your walls, cleaning your carpets, clean the furnace, um, give the house a good thorough cleaning, decluttering, depersonalizing, uh, home staging. All these things are, you know, really simple things. And that's something that we go through with our clients. And I mean, if you look at, you know, a good chunk of my listings and how they show and present online, that's huge. Because if you're looking online at a property and you go and it's, so let's just say you've got bad photos or you didn't stage or clean up at all. The realtor just came in, snapped some photos with their iPhone and then threw it up on the market. Well, a buyer 
buyer is going to look at that and go, there's all this stuff. The counters look cluttered. The house looks messy, right? That's not appealing. People make their their decisions on what they're going to go look at based on what they see online, right? So if you've got bad photos, if you, your house is not prepped and staged and ready to go, you are turning buyers away from your home because if there's 15 other properties for them to go look at, they'll go look at those first. So what happens if you're Kevin Walsh and you got three kids and a ton of toys? You get professional. So we signed up with Andrew Russell. We get professional photos. Now he's going to be showing his house at whatever hour when other people are coming in. Is there any last minute stuff that comes up kind of as you go where it's like a mad dash to get every toy away in the house or how does that work? We we have a bit of a process where um, our stager will go through the property with you and basically she'll help you create a plan for when there's showings. Here's how the house needs to look. Um, and basically we minimize and, and a lot of our clients are families with young kids. So we've got processes in place that make it as easy as we can. And I won't lie to you, like the, the showing process is a pain in the butt. You know, I tell people it's kind of a necessary evil. There's not really any great way around it. And we do the best we can. And for the most part, people are really good. They understand, hey, these people have kids. A lot of time the buyers themselves will have kids. Um, and so there's some level of understanding, but they still expect a property to look good. The walls to be in good shape. Um, people don't want to spend premium money if your house needs a bunch of work. They will spend premium money if they go, this is perfect. I can move right in. I don't have to touch anything. So we do have processes in place to make it as easy and painless as we can for our clients. Um, obviously, there's still a little bit of work involved. And with the staging, like I always tell people, if I said to you, hey, you give me $1,000, I'm going to give you 5000 back. Would you do it? Of course you would, right? Well, that's effectively what staging is going to do. What's the catch? <laughs> What's the catch, Mr. You, Russell? You actually have to do some work, Lund. Nah, I don't like it. That's a, that's a big catch. That's a hard no for me. So I have a, a quick story on the pictures. When we bought our most recent house with Andrew, uh, we were looking through, of course, me and my wife at home and the house we now lived in, the, the owners clearly took the pictures themselves. Like there was their dog in the picture and then they took a picture like their bonus room with their TV and, and there was a movie on the TV. And I remember Andrew was just, we met him there to see it the first time and he's just shaking his head. He was so mad that these guys had taken their own pictures and, and they weren't very good, but you know what? We bought the house anyways. Yeah, did you, good thing is you that how post. you got your dog and your TV too? Like <laughs> you say, hey, that's in there. It comes with it. We tried to write the dog in the contract, but chances there, are there's ethics there, I think. Chances are the uh, the realtor probably took those photos. It's, it's unbelievable to me how many realtors are still taking their own photos with their iPhones. Uh, bad lighting, bad exposures, bad everything. And you see it. I mean, you don't have to go far on MLS anywhere in any city to find bad realtor photos. I think there's actually a website somewhere that's like bad bad MLS photos or something along those lines. Well, I know a, lot of, I know a couple of people who make a living just taking real estate photos. Like, do you use a photographer or do you take all your own photos? I actually am. Um, I'm a published real estate photographer, believe it or not. But no, I don't take my own photos. I still have a photographer that comes in. And there's lots of other cool things that we do now too that uh, I don't have access to, but my photographer does like 3D uh, click-through tours. With COVID, when COVID hit, we had to figure out how do we get people to still see a property without them physically walking through the property. And those 3D tours became huge. And they're actually really cool. Like they're really detailed. You can look up at the ceiling, you can look down at the floor and you can spend a lot of time just going through a property online without ever actually disturbing the seller. The other thing that they do too is they draw up floor plans. And so we're doing those on just about all of our listings now. Um, and, and buyers really like them and I find they're really helpful through the process. And a big part of that again is getting your property staged so that it presents well before you actually get those done so that a buyer's not clicking through your house and seeing all your personal junk all over your counters and, and everywhere else. I want to swing back to when we were talking about Kev wanting to get the dog drawn up in the contract. Has there been any other weird requests when you sold a house that somebody wants to keep from the house that's exist existing from somebody's personal property? 
I, I always tell everyone that everything is for sale, or generally everything is for sale. Um, there is a, a real estate trainer in the industry that uh, tells a story about a guy. He was trying to sell a house. This is in California. He's trying to sell a house to a surfer guy. Uh, didn't really know what he want. Like he, he didn't know what he wanted, and you know he looked at a ton of houses and just everything was okay, but nothing was perfect. And he actually ended up writing an offer on a property because he wanted the family's dog. And the story <laughs> finalizes that the family gave him the dog. No. because they were moving somewhere and weren't able to take him anyway. So this surfer guy bought a house so that he could get a dog. And I don't know if this story is true. I'm assuming it is. He's a pretty reputable guy. And I, I personally have never had that happen. That's because Kev didn't try hard enough for that dog or even the TV. Oh, good. I, I don't think that's the right thing to do. <laughs> take, <laughs> making them throw in the dog, close the deal. Hey, every, in the chance, picture, man. every chance, yes. It's a life lesson. Don't advertise it if you're not willing to sell it. So no, no weird things? No, I can't. I can't think of anything other than you know people have asked for furniture and artwork. Um, other, yeah, I can't. I can't think of anything else other than maybe artwork that. Uh, what about what about like the like a golf simulator or I, I'm sure I'm sure obviously hot tubs. But what about like a backyard sauna or something really really pricey like that? That that kind of stuff gets thrown in all the time. Hot tubs are an interesting one because. If you go to the store to buy a hot tub, like you can spend 15, 20, 30,000 bucks on a hot tub pretty easily. And, and to the right buyer, they're worth something. And to the wrong buyer, they're worth nothing. And you get some buyers that are like, no, get that thing the hell out of the yard. I don't want it. And you get other buyers that are like, yeah, I want a hot tub. That's awesome. So that stuff generally tends to get included. It does mess with the pricing of the house because I can't increase the value of your property by 15 grand because you're throwing in a hot tub. So it, it does make things interesting. Um, I have seen some like outdoor barrel saunas and a few things like that and now the newest one is these swim spas mm-hmm. these massive like thirty forty thousand dollar swim spas and that stuff creates a headache when we're trying to sell property because how do you explain to a bank that uh thirty thousand dollars of the value of a property is inside the swim spa you don't <laughs> i was i was hoping when i asked that question that you had some like strange people come across your desk with some fetishes for like toothbrushes or like locks of hair or something why <laughs> were you hoping that <laughs> i don't know i just wanted that a cool, I just really wanted a cool story. i just don't want to be the only one so i had to ask. So to to a toothbrush? Yeah, I'm not buying your house unless you give me your toothbrush. I think <laughs> I think I'm going to be deleting Dustin from my phone. Uh, Dustin, I'm going to need you to find your own another realtor. So, has anyone ever asked you to sell anything weird that's not like quite a house or like real estate? Like, if any, has anyone just thought, oh, you sell houses, you can sell blank, like toothbrushes <laughs> or locks of hair? Yeah. I have seen houses where there's hooks in the ceiling for things like sex swings. And actually, that's more way more common than you think. Uh, mirrors on the ceilings in the master bedroom. Um, you know, that's smart. That stuff is it's more frequent than uh, than you might anticipate. Sounds and like a lot of healthy relationships to me. Stripper poles in the master bedroom. That's the <laughs> other one. Seen a few of those. Now, would you encourage putting a picture of your sex swing on the listing? Would that drum up more business? <laughs> it, it might if Dustin's your buyer. <laughs> yeah. Just okay. toothbrushes, though. Hey, yeah. well, I was just hoping for a cool story. Okay. The next listing I need Dustin to buy, I'm just gonna I'm gonna advertise a sex swing and a toothbrush. A used <laughs> used toothbrush. What is the highest number of times that you've shown a, the same house to the same person? Ooh, probably five or six. Oh, that's not that bad. How many times did you look at your house, Kev? 
Two? Five. <laughs> Five or six. <laughs> Five or six. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. No, that's uh, a lot of time. Like, I think the one time we were in there five or six times that they were also selling a property and they both took a long time to sell. And so it's one of those where a lot of people will go look at a property for a second time before they make an offer, like unless the market's really hot and sometimes you don't have time. But for the most part, people will go look at a property at least twice, sometimes three times. Um, some people want to get their parents' opinion on a property. So that's, that's kind of another time you end up back there. But uh no, most people are pretty reasonable. We don't we don't end up with, you know, 10, 12 showings. At some point, the seller is going to be like, okay, you're not allowed in here anymore. So, Andrew, we obviously just just had an election. Uh, it's another liberal minority government. Uh, do you do you kind of per, do you see any any changes that the liberal government's going to introduce that's going to affect the housing market? I don't think there's anything in Alberta. Um, you know, I I didn't pay too much attention to it because I hate politics. Thanks for bringing it up, Lund. Yeah, uh, we're all hoping. I, I the I liberal. Mean, I thought it was a good question, and <laughs> it's very topical, very well on a lot of people's minds. Yeah, current event. Yeah. Well done, Lundy. Thanks, man. The, I didn't pay too much attention to the platforms. I know the one big thing, so the Liberal government was talking about uh, taxing or putting capital gains on your primary residence, which, I mean, honestly, not very many people in Alberta have that much for capital gains on their residence unless they bought it 20 years ago uh, or more than 20 years ago. So that's not going to be a huge thing for us, although I do think it's got big potential to to hurt people because it's going to impact their ability to move up into larger homes. Um, I'm actually, I'm surprised that uh, that they still got the support they did in Toronto because a lot of people there are going to be getting taxed massively on the gains in their houses because a lot of those people are up, you know, four or $500,000 in the values of their properties. Other than that, the, the other one I paid attention to was the restriction of foreign buyers, which is definitely not a problem in Red Deer. And I don't think it's much of a problem in Calgary. I think that's mostly going to impact the Vancouver, Toronto markets. And I don't think it's a bad thing because, you know, locals there have been priced out of the market. Uh, and I don't know that it's solely based uh, or because of foreign buyers, but, you know, based on what the media preaches, it sounds like that is a problem for them. But uh, Alberta obviously is not really a hotspot for for people coming over from China and all that kind of thing. Andrew, you've probably sold some pretty cool properties and even some historical properties. Is there one or two in your time as a realtor that's really stood out to you that you've got to be a part of selling? I actually just sold uh, the Wilson House, which is a historic property in Red Deer. Uh, We sold that one last year. Uh, it was built in 1911. I actually had Michael Daw come in and uh, and do a little narrative video explaining the history of the property for us. That that was actually a really cool house. They had all the documentation of all the owners, all the people who had lived there. At one point, it was actually a uh, like a nursing home in the 1950s, and they had named it Grandview Villa. Like it, the the history on that house was super extensive, and it had been really beautifully remodeled. It still had all of the old doors, the original door handles. Uh, it had the old coal furnace uh, still in the basement, uh, the coal chute, like totally different era of a house and a huge house for the time. Like in 1911, that house was 2,400 square feet, I believe, uh, on two floors, which is a big house for today's standards. So you can only imagine what that was in 1911 when people were living in you know 500 square foot houses with four kids. Um, so that, that was really cool. Um, and the owners just did such a nice job of maintaining that place. Um, so that was a fun sale. Uh, probably the coolest house I've ever sold, uh, was one out in Sylvan, massive property, every amenity you can imagine, indoor pool, golf simulator, huge bar. It had a a dumb waiter actually, uh, from the kitchen down to the bar downstairs. So you could put like a plate of food on this thing and, (laughs) and raise it and lower it. It actually had 
a little a little tiny boat because the the water close to the house is a little bit shallow. So they had a little two person boat that would shuttle you out to the main dock where the where the primary boat sits. Super cool property. It, does uh, does Michael Daw do narrations for for anybody's property? Like I'm just thinking, like there's some pretty cool stuff in my house that he could <laughs> probably come give a little narration for. Got a pretty cool uh, bar in my basement, yeah, and here's uh, the plate that's been on the floor for three days, and here's yeah. a cup that's been on this yeah. beside the sink for Here, six here's days. Here's the pair of shoes that Ted tripped over, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah, I came home one day and someone booby, someone just laid like six shoes across the top of the stairs going to the basement. Uh-huh. I don't know who did it, but it was funny. So yeah. if you're listening and you did it, good job. I laughed. I yeah. also came over and took some of your beer out of the fridge one day, Ted, just because I know you like that so much. So <laughs> yeah, we're also hosing you for what you're paying for this podcast. So I'm not too worried. <laughs> Hey, well, hey, it's all even, guys. It all balances yeah. out. Okay, let's let's talk about the podcast because and maybe you don't want to share your secrets, but people around town see you on the bus benches. You have a lot of bus benches. The the Russell Realty Group. That's what it is. That's what's called. It was Andrew uh, Russell and Associates. Ad, yeah, see, I knew I had it wrong. Man, the, they're working. The bus benches are they working. They are so working. Well, yeah. Really, yeah. I see Andrew. Like I said, on only, it only works if you can read. So, and you have the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Man, but the pictures on the bus bench are yeah. so good. <laughs> and, and you have the pod. Yeah, the picture. Like the pictures get me every time. Yeah, you guys go up in hot air balloon and everything, hey? Oh my god! We actually, we actually. Uh, so Remax was giving away a hot air balloon, and uh, one of the people we went to high school with actually won it after I'd shared it on my Facebook page. So she got a free trip in a Remax hot air balloon. That's pretty cool. But let's go back to my previous question, which was, <laughs> oh, advertising with the bus benches. You're now, you advertise with the podcast a little bit, which is pretty new for you. Maybe if you don't need to want to share your secrets, you don't have to, but is there anything that's been like really successful for you guys and your group in uh, advertising or is it mostly word of mouth? And uh, Probably 80% of our businesses is uh, repeat clients, uh, past clients giving us referrals. Like Kevin obviously has referred me quite a few clients. Um, so that's kind of primary of what we're built on. We, we don't do uh, a ton of advertising. Actually, prior to the bus benches, we were doing almost no advertising other than to our existing clients. Um, and you know, you don't, you don't do the bus benches, um, to bring in deals directly. It's more just an awareness thing, right? As much as having a for sale sign somewhere is an awareness thing. Um, you know, people know your name, they know your brand. And so the hope is obviously that, um, you know, when they, when they think real estate, they go, who's that guy we see on the bus bench all the time. Right. And most of our stuff is backed by things like our Google reviews and our Facebook reviews. And most people now are doing their research before I ever get a phone call or an email. So uh, the, our online presence and our, and our social media and that kind of thing is, is probably as much or more important than any of the actual print advertising we're doing. So, yeah, I, I think that's a, a cool, a really cool avenue still for advertising that a lot of people don't take advantage of. So have you had anyone directly say, like, hey, we saw you on the bus bench because we know nobody said, well, except for that one guy who didn't buy a house. Nobody said, hey, Lundy sent me. But has anyone said, hey, I saw you on the bus bench? We actually, last year, I got a phone call from a lady and um, I always asked, you know, how did you hear about me or were you referred to me by anybody? And anyway, she says, uh, I, I've got a friend in town. Uh, his sister just passed away, needs to sell the house. And I said, oh, great. How did you hear about me? And she goes, well, I'm a city bus driver and I see your face about 10 times a day. <laughs> so I, I thought we'd give you a call. It works. Yeah. 
So it, it worked at least once. And so one of the big things you guys have been doing with your group and, and Remax is a big community initiative. You've kind of looped in businesses and deals for your clients that you exist have existing clients with. How's that? How's the pickup on that been? And have the businesses seen some reciprocation on that? So at the start of this year, uh, I mean, we always look for for additional ways to provide our clients with value, even the ones obviously who are our past clients. And with you know pandemic in play this year, and you know big concern for businesses staying open, all that kind of thing. I thought, why don't we do something that will help uh, all of our you know existing clients who are business owners, as well as a bunch of great local businesses who aren't necessarily our clients, but who you know I know need our support. Um, and so I was able to get in contact with a bunch of them and, uh, they offered up, uh, promo deals for our client base, which, you know, hopefully drove some business in, uh, to those guys. And I mean, you know, there's a lot of great local businesses that sometimes just need a little bit of extra exposure and our, our platform isn't huge. Like we're not hitting 30,000 people by any means, but every little bit helps, especially during a pandemic. And, um, you know, I think it was fairly well received. Like our, our database isn't, you know, 20,000 people by any means, but, if I can connect some of my clients who are great people with, you know, my business owner clients uh, and, you know, other local businesses in the community where, again, they may not be my clients, but um, they're businesses that we all know, love and support. Uh, I thought, why not? Right. It's any any bit helps in this when in this environment. So. Well, I think, A, that probably means a lot to, to each business, right? Especially now, like you said, every bit helps. But I think you've also seen a lot of pickup on that, like a lot of local businesses right away saying, yeah, I'll definitely you know, offer a discount or whatever it is to your clients too. So uh, some great kind of back and forth there, right? I'm sure you've met or interacted or reconnected with some uh, pretty amazing people in the community too. It's, it's, I always tried to support the people who support me. Um, so, you know, to be able to expose their businesses and help them out and hopefully drive a little business. Um, and you know, like I'm, I'm personally, these are all businesses. Like I don't recommend anybody that I wouldn't personally use myself. Um, these are all businesses that I, that I use and support and, and, uh, are run by great local people. So, so would you, cause my answer to this is yes, but would you consider yourself a public figure just with, you know, your, your faces out there, you're probably, you know, on ads and that and out in the community a lot. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm like a recognized public figure. I think, uh, um, you know, lots of people probably know the name for sure. They know Remax, if nothing else. But yeah, I mean, we're out in the community, and you know that reputation is everything because you know if people people start saying bad things about you, uh, or if you're getting bad reviews, then that's going to reflect poorly on your business. So yeah, I mean, it's reputation is important. Um, you know, a lot of businesses thrive on that. I led into this for a reason because I think as a public figure. The time I've known you, like you've, I've known you as a very responsible kind of straight laced, easygoing guy. You know, you don't, don't really party too hard or, or do anything like that. Act like idiots like the rest of us do. But I want to know growing up with these three guys, were you like you are now or were you a little more, a little more loose or were you kind of like the, you know, the guy that keeps everyone from going to jail? Like you pretty much are now. I, I'd actually be curious to hear what the other guy's answer on this is, but I would say, yeah, I was probably one of the more responsible guys. But I, I started in real estate really young. Uh, like I was 19 when I got licensed. So, um, you know, and a lot of us were still partying at that age. And so, you know, I still went out to the bar, but I kept a pretty low profile and definitely was conscious of, you know, who sees you and what you're doing and, and all that. And I mean, I was never a crazy irresponsible partier. I've always kind of been the old man of the group anyway, but I definitely, like I said, I, I'd like to see what the other guy's uh, impression of that is. I mean, we've all had our party time, obviously, but I would say as long as, as long as I've been working, I've been more responsible for sure. That story checks out for me. I've got two words. I want to see what you think about them. Tent wars. 
<laughs> oh yeah can we tell that story so please? no that doesn't count because we were count we were camping and we were way out of town yeah it's different postal code man i want to hear i want to hear at least one story of andrew russell just and there's a statute of limitations well, this is, on this so you can't be yeah. held accountable i'd also like to point out younger yeah i didn't i didn't start the tent wars this is even pre uh realtor probably 17 18 maybe oh you know what tent wars was literally the weekend before I started real estate. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I was I was respectful the whole weekend. I shook everyone's <laughs> hand and then just was polite, said my thank yous, and then went to bed at like 9 p.m. that night. Okay, well, I'm going to take it back to 7 p.m. We were sitting by a fire and then it got dark out and you and another unnamed person decided, I'm going to put a Ryan-sized hole in Andrew's tent and ran as fast as you could through his huge tent. You got any rebuttal? Yeah, uh, I didn't go through the tent. The tent the tent held up. There was no hole. I mean, it did collapse the tent, but <laughs> there was no hole. He could have used the tent for another 10 years. Yeah, but to be clear, before you ran at the tent, you did say, I'm going to make a Ryan-sized hole in your tent. I mean, Kev, a lot of things were said in the heat of the moment. Like, it, who knows who said what? Uh, like, like, were you even there, Kevin? Okay, so let me just go back because Andrew had a nice vehicle at that time, and I believe he was able to sleep in the back seat of the vehicle. And he went and broke after Lund broke his tent. I think he ran through it three or four times, and I think Bean <laughs> was trying to. He was Andrew Russell's Bean for for our viewers. Uh, <laughs> he tried to tie oh, up no. a rope to trip Lund because it was dark out. I think at some point, and then he ended up going and breaking Lund's tent, all his, all their poles. So Lund, instead of being smart and sleeping in his car, just slept inside the plastic right down on top of him while it was raining on him all night. So that was that was pretty hilarious. So I can't. I honestly don't remember what started Tent Wars. Lund is known to get a little lippy when he's drunk. And in fact, he's probably the, the lippiest person I've ever met when he's drunk. I think if it wasn't for his uh, his sense of humor and his ability to make people laugh, he probably would have been beaten severely by yeah, he's many lippy, people. Yeah, he's like a charming way. Marion Joseph. Yeah, no, I, I could agree with that. So I don't remember what started it, but basically... I think we I were, I think I said, "Hey man, you have bad hair." And then you just lost it on me. <laughs> you just went way overboard. <laughs> I was trying to calm you down and that didn't work, so I decided, "Oh, I'll put in a hole in his tent to cheer him up." And that so didn't I, work. <laughs> <laughs> I likely I likely re, I likely responded to Lund's whatever comment he made, and I do recall sitting around the fire. The tent was my tent was behind us, and he just looked at me and said, I'm going to put a Ryan-sized hole in your tent. <laughs> and I think I told him, I think I said, go ahead. And he got up from his chair. <laughs> he tried. He got up from his chair and just like football dove into my tent. And it it actually only snapped. I think when the damage was all said and done, it did take the tent down. But I think it actually only snapped one of the poles. So I, 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 was, I of course, had been drinking at this time too. Back then too. So, so I, at the time, I was hoping it was dark enough. I had actually, I had a yellow bright yellow piece of rope and I'd strung it between two trees thinking that he was going to be so drunk he wouldn't be able to see this rope and I'll just and, clothesline myself and take my head and clear I, off. I legit thought he was going to clothesline himself. Unfortunately it was much too bright out that night and uh, I recall us all laughing about me putting the rope up and so 
Ryan got up, gently walked over, casually stepped over the rope, and then I think belly flopped onto my tent, which I think that was the time that it actually yeah. officially took it down. And so at that point, I think I had just sat and took a couple deep breaths and just went whatever. And I waited probably, I want to say about another hour until it did get darker and they got a little bit drunker and their tent was kind of away from the fire. And I think it was behind a couple cars and I went over there and snapped every pole in their tent <laughs> to the point where it was, you could not recover that thing. And then I dragged it out onto the road uh, and left it on the road. Uh, at which point we may have fist fought that night. I I can't remember for yeah. sure. Because right, uh, you were so lippy. Uh, yeah, this piece of shit. <laughs> there there may have been a fist fight that, you know, like, I don't know if I've ever been in a fist fight other than with Lund, maybe. You have to like punch straight down too. That is not an even fight. <laughs> yes, I am very yeah. muscular, Ted, and tall. So yeah. I, I only said tall. You added in handsome muscular, as well. Yeah. But I'll give you handsome. So anyway, I, I I dragged their tent out onto the road, and so at some point, because I think I think you were sleeping with Cole, if I recall. <laughs> yes. yes, you got that bang on. And uh, anyway, so they had gone and dragged the tent off the road. And they put it back in the spot. But I, again, I had snapped every pole in the tent because, you know, when I retaliate, I retaliate well. So did you guys, you, did you sleep in the collapsed tent that night? We we tried for like 20 minutes and then and then realized it was a waste of time and we were way too cold. So we ended up sleeping in a van with like six other people that could only sleep like two people. It was a terrible, terrible night. So thank you for that. But uh, no, this is bringing back some memory. We should go camping again. <laughs> <laughs> Put a Ryan size yeah. hole in your trailer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got a pretty good Ryan Lund story. Well, I think that was it. If you, yeah. you want to hear that, I mean, it's up to you. Probably my favorite Ryan Lund story, which you guys will all remember well. But this is, it's the one that I always think of when I think of how I would describe my good friend Ryan. So good luck, man. <laughs> I know exactly what story you're about to say. So, Ryan had gotten a little bit intoxicated at this, uh, at, at our good friend's wedding. He was having a good night. And uh, so our good friend is uh, a firefighter, as it turns out. So, of course, a lot of firefighters know police officers. So there was a group of us uh, standing outside of the uh, reception venue and uh, we were chatting. And as it so happened, a police officer had uh, pulled up who happened to know Ryan. And uh, so we were outside having a nice conversation with, uh, with the police officer and our good intoxicated friend Ryan Lund walks out the door, not realizing who was standing with us and says, F the police, only to then realize, and jokingly, because we know Ryan loves the police. So only then to realize that we were standing there with a police officer, his jaw hit the floor. He promptly turned around, walked back into the building. Uh, we all had a good laugh, including the police officer who thought it was quite funny. Uh, and about three minutes later, Ryan comes out the door and I believe you said, God bless the police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that that second part. The first part's a bit foggy. Um, but yeah, no, I think we were, we must have been chatting about the cops or something must have happened in the news that day because I would never I would never disrespect our police force like that I mean those guys are putting their lives on the line every day of the week and they are heroes so I think we're just outside talking about NWA <laughs> that's not even I think the worst thing you've done at a wedding like, I've <laughs> oh, we never seen go, we don't have well, to go through the list <laughs> no but I've never seen anyone have a piece of wedding cake before the bride and groom before <laughs> allegedly I, I did, like, not allegedly and, I watched the whole thing happen and had about five donuts from their donut bar for supper instead of having actual food. <laughs> anyway, that's all we'll tell about that story. So, that is a good... No, there is a second part to this oh. story, Ted. So, my wife at the time, who was uh, about is eight she, months... Do you have a different wife? wife? 
Yeah, no, no, sorry, yes. No, my, my <laughs> I wife. I say my wife at My the wife, time, who yeah. is currently still my wife, was eight, months, was eight months pregnant with our first. Uh, and so she was very pregnant. And so Lund wandered back into the reception hall and had proceeded to lay back down on an empty, like, dining table. And uh, my wife walked over to him, concerned for his welfare, and uh, said, you know, Lundy, I, I think, uh, or no, she goes, why don't you have some water? And he looked at her and he said, you know, Cat, why don't you have a baby? <laughs> I thought we were just giving advice, like just, just some friendly advice back and forth. I mean, I had some water, she had the baby, everything worked out. <laughs> it did, just that about, is... it's almost exactly nine years ago to this day. Wow. Well, I can't think of a more perfect note to end on there. That's uh, Thank you, Andrew, for sharing that story. Lund, thanks for, uh, thanks for being you. Yeah, well, I just want to say, uh, Andrew, thanks for coming on and uh, making up those stories about me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'll be looking for, for a different realtor next time I sell my house. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, buddy. I'll go back to you. All right. So, Andrew, thank you again for coming. You were one of the first sponsors, partners of Odeer, and you're a big one and, and continue to be. So uh, thank you for your support. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for being patient, too. I know you know we wanted to have you in studio, and then we had a, a couple other people on before, but I think the timing was perfect. Uh, so thanks for being here. And again, we will uh, hopefully someone tells you Lundy sent them because we, we still want to move someone into a new house. I just want to say that, you know, when I signed up to sponsor this podcast, I think I had put probably 10 different escape clauses where I would get my money back, which Ted agreed <laughs> to all of. And, uh, you know, you guys have surpassed my expectations. Uh, you've turned this it's into easy something. easy when there are none, yeah. <laughs> you've, you've turned this into a legitimate podcast that's pretty enjoyable to listen to. So congratulations and, and cheers to you guys for uh, not being a bunch of complete failures. Wow, that's the nicest thing he's ever said to you, Lundy. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, we should actually go camping sometimes. <laughs> Maybe you've changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, huge thank you again to Andrew Russell, you know, for not only coming in, but as we mentioned, a huge supporter of this podcast. It was great to have him in. Lots of good real estate tips there that at least three of the four of us at this table can use. So, well, we'll hear a little bit more about him because, of course, he's still our Deer Call sponsor. But before we get into that is our Tourism Red Deer Spotlight. And it's been a little while since we've gone out and done something. And we had the chance to check out the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame. And they've put in a lot of work in the last, I don't even know how long, to really make it a more interactive. Because you hear the word museum, and I, I can already hear like Lund just tunes out right after he hears the word museum. But this was a, a lot of fun. And, you know, Kevin, you brought uh, your two youngest children, too. So it's uh, we had fun. Your kids had fun. Like, a, a pretty awesome place actually yeah it was great ted like i brought my kids you brought your two kids yeah. here with <laughs> morsey and london uh i think these two kids here beside me misbehaved more than my kids did so yeah man i didn't want to leave uh, that that place was more like uh like an arcade than a museum so i i was shocked but all with all the things you could do while you were there just another cool thing for me what tourism red deer is doing and renee coming in and and making it more of a spotlight on local tourism is i've never really been to the alberta sports hall of fame before this past year when this podcast started so been there twice now we went out there the one time to check it out just to see if it was going to be a good activity for us to do and and then we went out uh, this past week and it was awesome basketball games hockey games little games on interactive floor mats for kids like it ended up being a great what did we spend there an hour I, I left there sweating like I didn't think I would go into a museum and leave sweating we climbed Mount Everest wheelchair race oh the wheelchair race in the for the 200 meter dash that was really hard by the way yeah that was that was tiring I <laughs> 
realized I got to work on my upper body strength and my lower body strength. I just need to work on my strength. But, but just think, <laughs> think of how many times you drive past that on Highway 2 and it just you just look over at it every time, Heritage Ranch, that area, and you just don't think to go there with your kids or with your family, or with your friends, anything. I know they do a ton of birthday parties there and they have some really cool events that they've partnered with cool sponsors too. So um, check it out if you haven't. I, I think it's just great. So like Ted mentioned, I had uh, my three and my five-year-old with me and there was more than enough. We were there for over an hour and they didn't want to leave. There was just a ton of fun stuff for the kids to do. I had always known that Alberta had a good sport history, but until I went there, I never really realized how many different sports we excel at. And it was really cool to walk around and I would love to go back there without kids just to, to actually you know, treat it like a museum and and read the exhibits and watch some of the videos and, and really take your time. Obviously with young kids, that's not always the easiest thing to do. So uh, I'm definitely going to go back. Uh, I would take my kids back there in a second. My oldest was in school. She was very disappointed that she got to miss because uh, her siblings were pretty pumped about it when she got home. So I'm definitely going to be going back at least a couple times in the near future. Uh, yeah, that's, that's really been the first time I've been been in in the entire Hall of Fame there. Like like you said, I've driven by it a million times, and I always just thought it was just a, a picture, like like walls of pictures of old hockey players and maybe a few other sports. You just realize how many good athletes Alberta's had over over the last century, and it's not just hockey. I mean, there's swimmers there, skiers there, curlers there. Sports, like every every sport you could imagine, Alberta has somebody that that's excelled at. It's pretty cool too to see the the equipment that was used back in the day. I know we saw a pair of old wooden skis that just looked like two by fours, basically like cartoons where they pull it off the tree and basically yeah. strap it to their feet. Yeah, yeah. That, so that yellow ski suit from the seventies. I saw you eyeing that up. You yeah, were <laughs> like, I wish I could have tried on a few of those older, older stuff. Hey, maybe but, we can. Yeah, maybe yeah. Ask them nicely. <laughs> yeah, I don't think only that would Dustin work. was the only one who got kicked out of there. So well, and you know they might be putting me and Lundy up in the Hall of Fame after our bobsled time. Tune into our social media for that. But we yeah, had a perfect. Well, it was perfect, wasn't it? Like. We, the hey, world we, record? We couldn't have done any better. So if someone beats it, then they deserve it. But we were fast. And so here we are, like four grown men talking about, we clearly had a lot of fun there. I, I don't think I can list everything, but there was at least 10 like interactive games in there. And for all ages, like I said, you go with your kids, I think birthday parties. Yeah, you wouldn't think have your birthday party in a museum, but that I think is a perfect place to do it. Because Kevin, your kids did not stop once. They never complained. Like they were having a ton of fun. I think for all of us too, there was always something to do. And yeah, I've never really been through. I've been in there. I've been maybe, maybe coworker Aaron was too, but I was part of uh, filling a lot of the stuff, hanging up a lot of the stuff in the Alberta Hockey Hall of Fame section there. So that's really the only spot I've I've been in. So it was really nice. And, you know, I forgot my cheat sheet, but they have so many events there too and stuff. I think one, and I promise you I'm doing this. They're having like a jam making class there in November and I am going. And I hope, I hope at least one of you come with me. That's I'll good for you, Ryan. Yeah. So just something that you wouldn't think of with uh, Alberta Sports Hall of Fame, right? They're doing jam making. I know they were doing, yeah, like you said, it's hard. I There's can't a remember. There's a, party, si a sign, a sign, a sign making. There's a sign, sign making thing, like stuff that you maybe wouldn't think that an Alberta Sports Hall of Fame would be doing, but they've actually kind of become a little bit of dynamic to bring more people into the, the space and I think it's really cool. I think if, you know, check out their website, see what they're up to and see what kind of events they got going on. It's a cool space. And I know most of our listeners are Red Deer, but what a what an underrated stop on the highway when you're going, whatever, Calgary to Edmonton, Edmonton whatever that drive is. That's a, a great spot. And I think it's 
20 bucks for a family pass, right? And 40 something for a yearly family pass. So I honestly don't think you can get a better deal than that. Your kids love that bug stomping game. Well, your kids and Dustin loved that yeah. bug stomping <laughs> game. Like that was, I know they, they had fun doing other things too, but they, I know they went, wanted to go back and do that like multiple times. Yeah. Ted mentioned a few times I should get that projector in my house. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's that's free baby. Well, not free, but that's babysitting if you, you buy one <laughs> yeah. of those. Yeah, it's like a hundred, two hundred thousand dollar babysitting, man. <laughs> Piece hey of man, cake. Kevin's a lo- anyone's me time is priceless. Or two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think it's quite two hundred thousand yeah. dollars for a projector. Yeah, like, yeah. That's like it, Kevin's last it's probably cheaper than a stay at the holiday. Yeah, I was gonna right, say <laughs> what hotel at the holiday inn? Six thousand dollars one night. <laughs> hey, when I go to the holiday inn, I, I spend big. Yeah, and because you save so much money going to the Hall of Fame because it's such a great deal for the family. But uh, thank you to the Hall of Fame for having us. I know I think they gave away five family passes too during the treasure hunt, so some other families got to check it out as well. But really, it's it's not something you think of, and you know we had to I guess see it to believe it too. And and then just talking to the staff there um, and all the things they do, like like check up on that quite often. There's there's lots of cool stuff going on. And yeah, I recommend going through there. Dustin, I, I think they took your picture or your jersey down that you hung up, but I think it was a good try. Yeah, I, I couldn't sneak it in, which <laughs> kind of sucked, but I guess I'll just stick with the Hockey Hall of Fame, eh, boys? Mic drop. <laughs> don't drop the mics. Yeah, don't, those are yeah. very expensive mics. Yeah, yeah we like could just see Ryan. Ryan got a little higher in his chair back there because his sphincter just puckered right up. Don't drop it. But, that's, uh, a, that's the first time we've used that word in this podcast. 16 episodes. We got a sphincter in there. Check it off the list, Lundy. Yeah. Okay. I'll put it on the list and I'll check it off, Ted. <laughs> well, I think we can sneak it in. I think I think we we're too obvious at the beginning. Yeah. I we should. just need to cause a distraction next time we go in there. Yeah, I agree with that. But yeah, thank you to the Hall of Fame. And again, hope you guys had fun. Glad we could all go. And with that too, talk about having fun. We're again sitting here drinking some nice uh, Alberta craft beer, which which always sets the mood. So we always have to throw our thank you into door tender. And like Lund said, you know, it's summer until the snow hits the ground. So you can still use that code, oh dear summer for $10 off if you haven't. And uh, yeah, I mean, we, we always have a lot of nice stuff to say about door tender. We're almost running out, but I was just thinking tonight how nice it is every episode since our second episode to just have a couple beers here and kind of relax and hang out and helps kind of set the whole experience. And uh you know, they, they've been great partners of ours. And I, I think I was talking with Ryan and Riley about it. It's just kind of a, a cool little thing to look forward to every time. How cool is it that two of our major sponsors have bus bench ads? We got Door Tender. I've seen a few of their ads. And then Andrew Russell's face is just plastered all over the city <laughs> on those bus benches. I feel like we're a little bit responsible for the success of both of those uh, businesses, both of those champions of Red Deer. But and main, mainly for Andrew, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we built him from the ground up, basically. And eventually, someone is going <laughs> to buy a house after, we, after they tell him Lundy sent you. So if you're considering buying a house right now, please, for the love of everything that's holy... Tell Andrew that Lundy sent you. That, that could be our next door tender code, just Lundy sent me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think we That's should do that. One, That's actually. a good one. Yeah. Well, I'll have to talk to Andrew and about maybe that. We get, maybe we need to get a bus bench, too. I think just we need a bus put bench. Put all our sponsors on the bus bench, too. That'd we might be great. need to. Yeah. I don't know. We're good to listen to while you wait for the yeah. bus. And, yeah. and a little cross promotion with all our sponsors, too, like showing everyone who supports us. I think that'd be a great let's idea. Get, yeah. Right. Let's get like an interactive, interactive bus right bench with speakers built in, just having our podcast on loop 24-7. Well, that'll probably cost 
$200,000. Andrew, your sponsorship <laughs> renewal is going to cost a lot more yeah. if, we, if we're going to want to do this. Hey, man, takes money to make money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I give you... No, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Anyways, the point is, thank you to DoorTender. Use the code OhDearSummer for $10 off. And th- there are other, you know, lots of our, our friends out there too around the community have codes you can use as well. So really no excuse not to use them, especially now it's getting cold again. I think uh, no one wants to go or will get cold. Sorry, Lund. Uh, but y- you want to leave the house less. And uh, so before we move on, we're going to take a little break because we have to see if coworker Aaron can do a handstand or not. Oh, yeah. Let's find out. So I took some video of me doing a handstand tonight at home that I'd like you all to review and tell me if I've passed or failed. I think I know the answer, but I'd like to just roll the video, please. You just you just do it live. Ryan, next time we'll get green suits in front of the green screen. You can have people holding you And my you husband up. actually yeah. suggested that. <laughs> Let's watch the video. Okay. You'll all right. Okay. Roll the tape. All right. So rolling the video is a terrible way to podcast. Uh, I'm sure we'll put it on social. Uh, long story short, I needed help getting up. I can hold it for about three seconds. It's very hard. Whoa, what, what are you talking about? Are you reading my diary out loud or what's going on over there? <laughs> I can hold it for three seconds. It's very hard. The point being, I accept that I did not learn a new skill and that is fine and I will pay the bill. However, I am going to keep working on it and I hope in a couple of podcasts from now that I can redeem myself. I think the three second hold is still impressive though. Even though you needed help to get up there, I I could not do that. And I'm willing to, for the group, throw this out and you guys can agree or disagree with me. I'm abstaining because Aaron took this one for me. But- I would like to propose, and I think Lundy might have done it before, but I'll take credit for it. Three beers when we go out or a lunch, not both. Because I think she did a great job. I think she almost completed it. She did practice and learn a little bit of it. So I don't think we'll make her pay the full bill of beers and lunch, but just one or the other. Let's do three beers each or a steak sandwich. Okay, I'm good with that. Okay. We'll take this okay. offline, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. We, oh, if I hear that again, I've heard <laughs> I've heard that about a hundred times all the Zoom meetings I've done this year. Ryan, we're going to take this offline. <laughs> Put your shirt on. I'm in trouble again. (laughs) To wrap up a lengthy conversation, Aaron does not owe lunch and beers, just one or the other because she made it halfway. And now it means we're going to find out if it's me or Lund who has to do something because you guys just escape this every time. But we've got the wheel back. Handstand is back on because it has not been completed, as is unicycle because I I failed at that as well. Uh, I'm going to pick, as we pick who does it, I'm going to pick blue. I'll go green. I'll go yellow. I'll go light purple. All right, Dustin. Okay, you ready? Give it a good one. Oh, this is the worst. Get out of there. Oh, you... Oh! <laughs> Teddy, I hate to... Uh, oh, my God. You've got to be fucking kidding Hey, we me. gave you the chance to be out. You I said know. no. Yeah, but that's not that's not the way to do things. All right. So for those of you playing along at home, uh, Teddy has to do something, and Dustin's going to spin to find out what it, he has hold on, to hold do. On. Okay. Okay, wait. Do you want to talk about what you want and what you don't want? I don't well, want to talk to anyone wait, about anything right now. If it's a If it's a handstand, double or nothing, I'll take it. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll give you more time to do it. It'll just be nothing, but yeah. (laughs) It'll just be double. Chances are we're going to spin this and I'm going to take you guys out for lunch tomorrow because I'm pretty tired. I hope it's bagpipes. (laughs) 
Oh, oh my god. Okay, I'm Magic actually, show. <laughs> I actually okay. I'm actually yes. excited for this one because it requires no athletic ability, probably. A magic show. I think this is the one you were oh, wanting the most. Actually, I, you know what? Yeah, it kind of it kind of worked out. So again, we have no idea what the future is gonna look like, but I would like to put on a magic show at Bose. Yes, perfect. So what, what is, I don't think we ever really like 10, 15 minute, like a legit magic show. My idea, I guess I'll tell you my thought was it that you have to buy like one of those kids magic kits. Yeah, I have one that on, you can use. Yeah. Oh, per, oh man, wow. You're, you're I, sub, you are like the official supplier of Ted having to do all this <laughs> dumb shit. Like three tricks you kind of I was going to say number of tricks. Yeah. Is I how mean, we define well, You know success. me like. Uh, wow. So I think you guys does he have can, to pull off the tricks or does he just have oh, to yeah, go embarrass I mean, himself? I want to be. Yeah. Do, does he have to do something where you, where you honestly go, huh? How did he do that? Well, it's a kid's match. Well, I think if I put on a, a good show, magician I think too. it's put on a good show. Yes. Okay. Like, like you Lundier, have to entertain us. Yoga yeah. was a perfect combination of like some real yoga and just pure comedy. Yeah. Agreed. And okay. I think that's what and the it was people entertaining. want. Okay, so you have to entertain us with yeah. some magic. So minimum us, three get us yeah. some dates for this yeah. magic show. So I think I have like somewhere around end of October is where we'll look at this. We'll discuss this. We'll take this offline. Let's take too, this offline. Let's yeah. give them to Halloween. That'd yeah. be a Halloween magic show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. You could make it nice and spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you'll be my MC to say spooky like that. Yeah, I'll be I'll be the MC. You need you need a sexy assistant though. Hey, Aaron, maybe we should get Griff <laughs> to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I yeah. commit. I commit yeah. Griff to that. I was going to say you are the sexy assistant, but just oh, like, thanks, yeah, man. just in like a more a way less obvious way than Aaron's husband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. No, you know what? It sucks that I got to spend another month doing something, but at least this one, like, this is going to be fun. Hey, man, magicians get all the checks. I got a little bit of a break. <laughs> You mean I'm going to double the amount of chicks I'm currently getting? <laughs> You're going to triple them, man. Yeah, I might as well say like 10 times zero is still zero, so it doesn't matter. But all right, that is it. Get this stupid. I, You know, I lost like spin too. I don't know where he is. A you lot know of stuff what? happened after that live show, so you I know don't know what? where he ended up. Ted, everyone goes on streaks. You're just on a bad streak right now. And it, 33 it, years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin and Kev are gonna are they gonna rue the day in 2022 yeah. when they're gonna have to learn all a bunch of new yeah. skills? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this one, and I everyone should be too. I think sounds like a great charity event to me. Yeah, we could sell some tickets to the yeah. Matt, Ted Emmett Magic Show for sure. If we sold tickets to our live show, we could sell tickets to anything. Man, just think of the outfit you're gonna get to wear though at the Magic Show. Yeah, I'm the top hat, the cape, and well, I was just does Rob Ray have any capes or access to capes? <laughs> top hats? We'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> Let's like take a, this off. Like offline. a fluffy yeah. shirt. Well, I'm sure you got one of those I could wear, Lund. All right. Yeah. Now it's time to move on to Deer Call. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. I think we should switch it up and have Andrew read his own ad. Oh. All right, he's gonna. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I like that. <laughs> oh, that's He's gonna, gonna get, is okay. I'm gonna get fired as an ad. Is this gonna be in the third person then? See if I can do this as good as Aaron. I don't have as nice of a voice. You, you uh, need a little more provocative, like couch sit though, too. Oh, I gotta sit up more official, like. Yeah. Wait, should I put my feet up and get comfortable, like Aaron? <laughs> yeah. 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 There we go. Deer Call is brought to you by Episode 16 sponsor, me, Andrew Russell and Associates. Since we've already said all there is to say about Andrew this episode, our ad read writer is going on break. And he is a lazy ass. Tell him Lundy sent you. 
Right on cue, Lundy. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect Andrew to be here st- be here when uh, we read that out, but that's okay. You know what, Andrew? Sometimes the ad reads are good, sometimes they're not, but I think it just tells people that we all have a great relationship and can get away with being shitty sometimes. You're just going to make it up to me by doing the song that you and Lund promised me before. Yeah, we got to save that for, for ratings week. Yeah. Shark Week. <laughs> when, the, when the Canadian Podcast Awards come up, we we need a we need a big episode. So, first of all, as we go into Deer Call, I want to say I've listened to pr- like a ton of songs that we talked about last episode. So that was a great one. Might have peaked on that one because that w- was a, a great Deer Call. But I think since we all share some embarrassing stories about ourselves on the show, because if you can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at? Well, the answer is other people. So we wanted to hear some other people's embarrassing facts or confessions or something about themselves that is just plain embarrassing. So I'm not going to share names on this one, but we did get a few um, and they're kind of all over the map. Uh, we'll start with an easy one. We're going to keep it anonymous, but Ryan's my brother. Oh, I think I know who this is. Who? Oh, I'm not going to name names, but I've <laughs> narrowed it down. I was the cup stacking champ at my school in elementary. I don't know if that's, imba- I think that's cool. That I, seems that impressive. In there, I thought yeah. that's impressive. Like you should not be embarrassed. Whoever you are, don't be embarrassed about that. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I eat dinner in my bathtub. <laughs> Honestly, I think I know who that yeah, is. Yeah, you do know who yeah. that is. Yeah. And I subscribe to that. That's- Wasn't that like a Seinfeld episode where Kramer was like washing lettuce while he had a bath? Like, I feel like, I feel like that's <laughs> a, okay, like a real don't- thing wash things in your bath water (laughs) that you're then going to eat. Yeah, like, oh, my fork is dirty. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like the same thing as like washing your car on your lawn because you're cleaning your car and watering your lawn at the same time. With dirt. Hey, Lund, I appreciate you finding efficiencies in your life and saving water, (laughs) but that is not it. Aaron, you know me. I'm an environmental bumblebutt. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't get people who take baths to get clean. Like, let's let's wash all this off of me and sit in it for an hour. I here's my fact. I take a bath every morning and watch TikToks for 20 minutes and then get ready for my day. And it's a wonderful day to start the day while laying down. And then spend the whole day covered in your own filth. Fair. Well, so are baths for cleanliness or like relaxation? Yeah, I'm I a think relaxation guy. Thing, yeah. Both. I wash my hair in it. Like if I have a body. bath, I shower after. How no, dirty are that. you? That's yeah, weird. That's, well, that's it doesn't. Overkill. It's redundant. Team bath. No, it's not because you're just sitting in filthy water. So you got to wash that off. To me, it's the same as showering after a hot tub. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. And then you get shingles. <laughs> wow. No, there's like, there's like chlorine and other chemicals in a hot tub. Okay, there's just like a, there's just like a bath bomb. This in is a, turning in into story time. But one time at a hotel, we, Dustin and I went in a hot tub that was not great looking. And we had a late night before, so instead of showering, he just went right and had a nap. And then, yeah, the I legit, I thought I did get shingles, and I legit thought it was from the hot tub. I wasn't fluent with what shingles was or where you got it from. (laughs) And I literally thought I got shingles from this hot tub. You sure you got something else? Anyways, that was a go ahead. Name the hotel. (laughs) (laughs) It was not a Holiday Inn. Uh, here's, I was born with extra ribs. I'm not embarrassed though. They're a mutation. So I'm an X-Man. No. So, so the opposite of Marilyn Manson. Yeah. It was, <laughs> that made me think of that too. Like that myth when we were a kid. Yeah. No. So Marilyn Manson. Dustin just realized he just learned today that that's a myth. Yeah. <laughs> so it was the myth that he wasn't born with no, a he had, them removed. he had them removed so he could 
inflate himself. Yes. Yeah. That Great doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean like blow up a balloon. That's inflate, Dustin. Because you're, you're you looked confused. Yeah. <laughs> Why would he want to? <laughs> Wonder like do you think the extra rib just on like one side or is it like on both sides? Well, so he said ribs even. plural. Oh, so, oh, so it just might be yeah. So to me, and yeah, you shouldn't e- be embarrassed. That's extra armor. Yeah, yeah. and makes you taller. Walsh <laughs> wish he had like nine extra. Really. <laughs> 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 Make you top tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where like you have a way like your top half of your body is way longer. Like you got short legs but a long torso. Yeah, people would just be like yes, tipping you over though all the time if you're top heavy. I'm top heavy. I got a huge yeah, top dome. Tall, yeah, top tall is a yeah. That's the only thing above the waist in you that's larger. I know, Dust. You got a big caboose back there. <laughs> I want to see what you. Butt. I want to see what you guys think about this <laughs> confession. Oh my god, we are off the rails, and this is going to get us right back on there. This confession just says I'm seriously considering starting an OnlyFans account. Like, why wouldn't you? You've heard how much money these yeah. like famous, like slightly famous people make, uh, or just like good looking people make. There, there's been teachers and nurses and people with like regular professions that do this on the side that make more money than their regular job. Way more money. Yeah. Way more I money. think it's just the only reason you don't is if you're worried about public perception, mm-hmm. which for me, it's like, do what you got to do, especially right now. But hey, so so whoever you are, and you I guess keep reaching for that rainbow. Do it. <laughs> well, OnlyFans doesn't have to be like porn though. No. It can be like anything. It could be like tasteful, mag- tasteful be like, nudes. Yeah. <laughs> or a magic show. You could just do your magic show on OnlyFans. Or if you're top tall, you can show off your extra bits. <laughs> um, so this is one, and I know who this is, and this is a real thing. I have trouble ordering in a drive-thru. Some of you know this person. If you ever want physical pain, have this person drive through the Tim Hortons drive-thru. It took 15 minutes to order. Oh, I now know who this yes. is too because you've told me the yeah. story. But Do they just like panic and freeze yes. and... and- or do they are they just embarrassed about how much food they're ordering? No, like the athlete and I were in the car and they're going like, "Oh, uh, can I get uh, a salted caramel? A salted caramel? What?" Like it just kept going on and on and not saying the sizes and stuff. Like it, it was. I think you guys know me. I'm a drive-through ninja. Like you go in, it's Tim Hortons. You know what's on there, but it, oh, anyways, I'm not going to get on it because it was a very hard experience for me. But thank you, random person, for confessing that. Yeah, I've never heard of someone struggling to order food. And it was twice though, twice in the same trip, two days later, and then didn't know the difference between like a blended coffee or an iced coffee. And they say, so is like blended like a slushy? So yeah, <laughs> if you don't know what blended means, you're gonna have a tough time in a drive-through. Yeah, I feel like I feel like they've been through drive-throughs before and they should just say like hey surprise me i'll meet you at the window (laughs) i mean i'd be nervous in a like sitting next to the drive-through expert ted emmett too but i mean get it together (laughs) and so the last one here and i promise you i didn't write this but i feel it i'm a single grown adult and i still watch cartoons by myself i don't think that's embarrassing one bit there, I mean, there's a lot of uh, kind of adult cartoons nowadays. Yeah, too. I'm guessing that's not what they meant because that's for me. Like I've won, I've watched Magic School Bus recently. Yeah, I'd go back and watch Rugrats like in yeah. those type of shows. I don't know if they're any good anymore, but loved them. Well, Recess, me and you, how many times we bonded on Recess? Well, I just, I fight my kids every morning about what we're able to watch over breakfast because <laughs> I want to watch my shows. But yeah, I don't know if that's embarrassing. 
Don't be embarrassed. <laughs> no, it's like I, you know, I think you guys might have had a hard time thinking of something, and in hindsight, maybe I should have, I should have come up with a better deer call. But here we are, and we got on some nice tangents. But there's not a lot like that I'm actually embarrassed about, or that people should be embarrassed about anymore. Like, yeah, everyone knows, like I like legitimately love boy bands, and that may people think I should be embarrassed about that, but I'm not. Just like people think I should be embarrassed about my tattoo, and I, I love it Ted. and will forever. I want to tell you a secret in the spirit of sharing Uh that maybe hopefully you cut. I wrote as a young person, Backstreet Boys fan fiction. Do you still have it? Yep. And I will never share it. It was You don't have to buy me lunch at Bo's if you let me read it. We'll talk. We'll We'll take this offline. We'll take this offline. Yeah. (laughs) Like, was this like a, like a naughty, naughty fan fiction where- or Nick, or Nick from the Backstreet Boys. Okay, never Nick. Takes you backstage and, and sings to you. It Kevin? was pretty embarrassing. I don't want to go into details. I'd like to remain anonymous in the spirit of the rest of the deer call. Like, what's the, what is, <laughs> yeah, what, you, how do you, Ryan, can you like reverberate her voice? I'm making up a word, but can you do that? Actually, yeah. I, I got this. Uh, so one time I made a uh, Backstreet Boys fan fiction uh, novel where we uh, made out and held hands. I, I yeah, still crushed uh, I don't it. Know. Yeah, I don't know if I like. No, you, I think we're good. I, <laughs> I don't know if I have any embarrassing stories or like embarrassing things that I do. The one thing I would say that me and Lundy kind of connect with on this is we know no lyrics to songs. Like we'll hear a song <laughs> on the radio one time and we'll be in a car together and we'll be both singing that song well, front to back yeah. full lyrics yeah. and we'll make up every word oh yeah well what, Lund, what was your thing you just mouth the word watermelon <laughs> yeah if you're trying to lip sync uh just just enunciate the word watermelon and it kind of looks like you're saying any word that's being sung at that moment so it, like i've been to a couple of concerts and i yeah apparently they've come out with a new song and i claim to know it and i just sang watermelon the whole time <laughs> <laughs> and of course and it works I, try yeah, it yeah. someone's trying it someone just switched to a, like music right now and is trying it so I will say one thing like because I'm actually embarrassed about how afraid I am of like snakes and reptiles and stuff like it's a phobia you know they happen but like it's so at the chubs one guy comes he goes hold out your hand he drives back like a hole and says hold out your hand said, no like and then I see this it was tiny this little tiny garter snake pop out of his hand and you've never seen anyone my size runs so fast. Like, and like, like my heart was like, I panicked. So I I can say that's one thing I'm truly a little embarrassed about is like, I no bravery around snakes, no matter how hard I try. I feel sorry for you. I mean, (laughs) snakes are, especially in Alberta here, they're tiny. I think there's no poisonous snakes. (laughs) No, it's not even that. It's just the way they like, it's just the way they move and stuff. Like I can't, I can't even watch them on TV. Oh, it's that bad. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a fan of snakes, but I'm not terrified of them. Like I would hold, I would hold a snake if you gave one to me, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy a snake as a pet. So uh, I'm like Dustin. I don't know. I don't know if I have any uh, embarrassing, well, I've got a few, (laughs) got a number of embarrassing stories, but I don't know if I have too many things I'm embarrassed of. Uh, One of the things I've done in the past where I think I'm alone 
and like in my car. And sometimes I'll I'll just I'll get like a bad tax message or get some bad news, and I'll just be driving or at a red light, and then I'll just let out a super loud scream just to kind of <laughs> let it all out. And this one time, I thought there was no one around me, and this lady was right beside me, and she just looked terrified after I screamed. <laughs> and I tried to apologize to her, but all I did was just like wave at her, like so I think I scared her even more. And then she just sped off as soon as the light went green. I don't know that's. That's one of the embarrassing things I do is just scream really loud when I think I'm alone. You also lie about snakes because we do have rattlesnakes here and they do have venom that's poisonous. Oh, to you people. should be embarrassed. Well, Shoot. Okay. I, I'm not up to date on my snake in in uh, in Red Deer or just like Southern Alberta. I'm not as familiar with the oh, range oh, of the wow. rattlesnake. Oh, it's like Lethbridge, Medicine Hat, those yeah. areas. Yeah. They do. <laughs> Whilst you have anything or like you're at least on the outside, you're pretty perfect. Well, I'm so. short. Yeah, but that's, yeah. we just use that because we're insecure about our own straws, flaws. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I think my biggest thing that I'd be embarrassed about would be I can't whistle. That sucks, man. Yeah, it does. I just yeah. want to like walk along and whistle the tune and I can't. And my wife makes fun of me all the time. My kids are starting to make fun of me about it. So <laughs> let's I, put that on the wheel. Maybe I can yeah. do that for learn a new can, skill. Can here I be soon. honest with you though? People who whistle might be the worst type of people. Like in the office, if someone walks by like whistling a Christmas song. Like, I don't know for me, like, I guess like it's just, it hits, it's sharp. Like it kind of bothers my eardrum. So I think not being able to whistle is a gift. For me, it's not, it's not even so much about like whistling along the songs or anything. It's even just to like do that big whistle, like get people's attention or. Oh yeah. I can't do that either. Yeah. Like you for kids. Yeah. yeah but then you just I do can't this. do any of it. I, I can't do, do any this. <laughs> and people listen because it gets their attention. Ready yeah, we're wiped down on uh, <laughs> podcast table number one. All right, so how, that deer call went all over the place, but uh, yeah, I think the moral of the story is, is you know, like I'm pretty on board with who I am as a person. I think everyone should be as well. So the fact that we didn't get a ton of answers is maybe good. All right, so now it's time to get into a, a little bit of a new look versus segment. So first, uh, again, Ted versus Walsh is over. And uh, yeah, I'm going to do that punishment right away here. And I would prefer not to talk about it because it still stings a bit. But first, Aaron, who is versus brought to us by? Versus is brought to you by Travis Kletke, Chartered Professional Accountant and Partner at Swainson Alexander, located downtown Red Deer. Building connections through exceptional service and trusted professionalism, one client at a time. Learn more at swainsonalexander.ca. Perfect. So I wanted to try something different before we get back into, I thought maybe since you guys won, we would do a, a Walsh versus Dustin. And then we might, we're going to do a, a little thing, at least for uh, each, of, each of us gets to run a game at least one time. So I'll, I'll start because this was my idea. Um, it can be a punishment bet or it can be a reward. And I think we've done a lot of punishments. And just to put some good karma out there in the universe, maybe I should have done this before we spun the wheel. I'm, I'm buying the winner a case of troubled tea. So there's still something good on the line. It's usually funnier when there's a punishment, but now now you're trying to win rather than just not to lose. So I kept this game simple. And by that, I mean, I just asked Aaron to, to come up with a game. Um, and what's going to happen is, yeah, anyways, first, Aaron, what is the game? All right. So what I've got here is 10 different Backstreet Boys lyrics. Okay. Ted has to tell us what song is it? And so... 
All right. That's funny. Good thing Dustin or Lund aren't doing this one. They wouldn't wouldn't remember. So all you guys have to do every time, Aaron is going to read out a lyric. Then you're each going to guess whether if you think I'm going to get it right or wrong. Then you show it, and then I'm going to answer. And if you're right, you get a point. So it's pretty simple. And okay. we have ten, a 10, and then whoever has the most points at the end wins. Okay. And uh, yeah, maybe I might be embarrassed after this one. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see how good of a fan I really am. The lyrics are terrible. Huge Backstreet Boys fan, obviously. Terrible lyrics. Number one. It's a shot to my veins lying in your bed. Never thought I'd be back with you again. So do your worst because you know that I'll always forgive you. Okay, so Aaron, first I got to ask is, did you do all the albums? Like even... Um, I will be honest. Uh, I did up to black and blue, but there is one wild card. Okay. So I kind of stuck with songs I know and like, except for one shot to my veins, lying in your bed. Never thought I'd be back with you again. So do your worst. Cause you know that I'll always forgive you. Toxic. Brittany? Not Toxic the song, just Brittany a relationship. <laughs> I'm going to maybe say this is the wild card. Is it crawling back to you? It is not. Oh, oh I said yes. I said yes. The way it was. Oh, yeah. What'd you say, Kev? Yes. I don't even know. Is that black and blue? No, that's I, that is, is that the, the wild, wild card. card. Okay. Yeah. It was a song I have never heard. I listened to it on the way over. Not good. I've no. never heard of that one either. No, they have a couple have albums you? after that are not yeah. as good. Okay. Got that one out of the way. Tough like granite to keep the crowd hype. Get up on this just to get right. What you want is what you gonna get. <laughs> God, these guys are artists. It's really hard not <laughs> yeah. to sing it, actually. Yeah. Words, yeah, we, wordsmiths. Yeah. <laughs> is that We've Got It Going On? It is. Yes. yes. I said no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys, but yeah, that was like technically kind of their first ever song. And AJ raps in it. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. the part. I'm, I don't have a, I'm, don't have a life. If you like it innovative, better get someone creative, honey. Yes. And if you want it to be jamming, you got to get somebody slamming, baby. Oh, yeah. Well, that's everybody's motto. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want I want it to be slamming. <laughs> is that the way you want it? Right now it is. <laughs> if you want it to be good, girl, get yourself a bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Are you, guys, you might as well write yes until... No, you're actually, gonna, no. There's some. You know, she's gonna stump out you of here. context. Yeah. I find them trickier. Yeah, but I'm I'm impressed so far. So two, two, one. The candle plays the hourglass, and the days go, and all I do is think of you and wonder where you are at night. It's hard hearing them spoken, especially I've, when I put so much disdain in it, <laughs> because as a spoken thing, it's not great. All these lyrics are pretty like stocky when you read them out. Super well, creepy. They're stocky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like the, my favorite song ever, Escape by Enrique. That is not a safe song. Catchy, but not good. Okay. Set Adrift on Memory Bliss. Ted? Yeah. Yes. Holy cow. I said, I said no. I said no. You just, once you can, once you can find the rhythm and that's where, and on it, I highly recommend that song. That's a good catchy song. Yeah. yeah I never heard of it. Well, you didn't hear of Everlong. That's yeah, true. Who are these Backstreet fellas? <laughs> <laughs> this world is not at ease. We seem to hide the truth. Thinking there's only so much we can really do. It's up to you and me to face our destiny. The jury's here, so let's take the stand. And we're not going to take any more. If it seems nonsensical, it's because it is. Some of these are kind of deep cuts. 
It ain't deep enough. That's the answer to our life. Probably Dead. like my second favorite Backstreet Boys song. Yes. yes. Well, <laughs> that song is that song. So what do we have? Four, three, one. One. <laughs> I have no faith in you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for assuming I have a life. <laughs> You're paying for it. I can't control it anymore. I've never felt like this before. You really made me lose my head. My hungry heart must be fed. I feel like Ted's better at this than I gave him credit for. They're talking about his sexual appetite. Yeah. Oh, okay. I feel like I'm reading terrible children's stories. <laughs> this is... Uh, You're going to kick yourself, Ted. It's not the call, is it? Oh. Oh, no. Dang it, Ted. Yes. It's got to be you. Oh, yeah. Did anyone guess no? I let you guys down. It's okay. You got three more chances. <sighs> Kev, I think you got to run the board here. All right. I loved you from a distance. Thought I couldn't reach that far. I can't believe how close that we are. <laughs> That was Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Nonsensical. You writing out the, I don't know, I got to just, ran, is it just to be close to you? Uh, Spanish eyes. Oh, I, I said yes that too. Oh, it's the worst yes. one. That's the worst Backstreet Boys song ever. Yep. That can reach that far. Did you guess no? No. <laughs> Four, three, one still with two questions left. You got to get them both and I got to get them both wrong for you to win. Baby, you're the best thing in my life. Let me prove my love is real and make you feel the way I feel. I'll never break your heart. No, that ain't it. Back to your heart. Duh. Yeah, that's like, Ted. that's bad. Did you say no way, Lundy? I said no so way. Now I should know that one too. And finally, let's talk about what he's done to become your number one. Was it all the promises of diamonds, pearls, or party dresses that turned you on? I'm sorry, I can't help but read these with disdain. Huge Backstreet Boys <laughs> fan. Lyrics, terrible. Is it get another boyfriend? It is. <gasps> yeah, Teddy! <laughs> all day, buddy, all day. Oh, I, can't. I haven't even heard of half those songs. Yeah. All right, I well, thought Aaron was just making up words. Oh, that was okay. That was that was pretty hard. So, what you what you actually got right? Like six out of ten? Probably too many. Yeah, well, I think we're all. And I should have got there. back to your heart. That's, you got four uh, of the first five because I was all, yeah. I was yes the whole time that's except impressive. for the last that's question. That's gonna haunt me. But thank you, Aaron, for uh, doing my work for me and writing that game. And that's it. A uh, little little bit different look to verses again. So, Lund, congratulations on your trouble tea, which you. means you will come up with the game next time. Sure. You got it. And that's just about it for episode 16. So say this every time. Probably doesn't really work, but just in case, here it goes. Follow us on social media. Interact with us. Chat with us. Leave a review. Subscribe to YouTube. Tell your friends. And I think that's about it. Leave a positive review. Yeah, yes. We, we need to keep our five-star review. If you see any negative reviews, just flag them. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I guess, uh, yeah. So nothing left to do here. Another fun one, fellas. Or sorry, Fellas and Aaron, uh, but fellas. Uh, just last thoughts to wrap things up. Uh, just uh, let's use some common sense out there, Bumble Butts. Yeah, just be positive. Spread spread some positive vibes and love. But test negative. Yes, good point. Thanks everyone for listening and be kind to one another. Oh, that was, Jeez. damn it, that was my closing <laughs> line. Aaron, you, or you, we know. Remember that Backstreet Boys songs are great, but don't take those lyrics so literally. They're garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just sung beautifully. That's that's all it is. Agreed. Uh, so as always, uh, thank you. And we get to do a thank you in person to Andrew Russell, our episode sponsor. And uh, congratulations on renewing in, in January already. Uh, really looking forward to that. Thank you, of course, to Bose Bar and Stage as always. And Ryan and Riley, again, I, I hope you 
did you get some headshots there in Call of Duty or, or what was going on back there? Yeah, but no, always, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night. They're still here. So thank you again to you guys. And uh, yeah, keep Communal Creative Studios in mind for everything. I think Dustin is uh, giving that plug every time. And so for coworker Aaron, Dustin Moore, Kevin Walsh, and Ryan Lund, I am Ted Emmett. Thanks again for tuning in. And just remember, we're fighting a virus, not each other. So be nice. <laughs> Woof.